This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Fire it up, focus it, and prepare it. Lock and load. Stacked and packed. Ready to roll. Gripping, not ripping. To get the great uh, Matt Dixon in here, who broke it down scientifically. After Tennessee's baseball weekend that was... And Tennessee's basketball weekend that's going to be. Matt, I'm going to predict right now two absolute season beatings for these two teams that the Tennessee uh, basketball Vols are about to see. Coming into the weekend or coming out of the weekend, this fan base is going to feel really good about this basketball team, Matt, as we get ready for that Final Four. That's where I'm at right now. I'm parking there, Matt. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, if you're you know, a team that's you know one of the – the elite teams in the country, you know, fighting for a potential one seed. I, I think you go and hammer Missouri, and then I think you get your revenge on on A and M uh, next Saturday. I, I, I think a, a two and a week should be expected, and I kind of agree with you. I, I think both teams are kind of in for in for some, you know, a, a pretty big beatdown. So beatdowns, beatdown. Meanwhile, our football team with two solid hires. They're not two tremendously well-known people to our parts. Uh, the guy from Cincinnati wasn't as accomplished as some of the other names, or I don't know, accomplished is a bad word. He wasn't as well-known as some of the other names that appeared on the list, but they chose him. And then the uh, guy from Washington who was a is a very accomplished, now he's a very accomplished coach, uh, coordinator, that followed Kellen DeBoer from Fresno State, where he took the Bulldogs from the 80s into the 30s in defense a couple years in a row, and then went to Washington and was a part of their playoff run. So a great get by Josh Heupel. Plus, my understanding is, talking to people in the industry, is that Kellen DeBoer is pretty mad at the guy, which adds a little salt to the rivalry. Not real happy with the way that whole thing went down. Are you upset about that, uh, Matt or Brian? Are you guys tore up over that? I think it's good to bring in coaches with fresh ideas and not promote them within. I love I it. I like that approach. I'm for it, Josh Heupel. Keep it rolling, brother. And if you can piss off your rival coach in the process, even better. More power to you. The other thing that I like, too, is that you've got an experienced defensive coordinator there in case you uh, – um, in case Banks gets leaky this upcoming season. I like, Matt, that you're bringing in a guy that's got coordinator experience at a couple different spots. I think that's a really smart hire for a lot of reasons. Now, how how will these guys be on the recruiting trail? Who knows? That's also an important facet because Brian Jean-Marie, as we talked about on here, was really one of their closers. 
uh, in recruiting. So anytime you lose one of those guys, you kind of wonder, wonder or worry, how am I going to replace that person? But at the same time, on paper, I like both those hires. Both look like really solid, smart hires from this head coach. Any thoughts, fellas? Brian's right, Matt. That uh, that thing where you can get too incestuous, too inside, uh, that's that was been that's been a concern of mine about hype. Well, obviously, he goes outside of his comfort zone here to get these two guys. Yeah, and and it you know makes a lot of sense you know offensively to to bring in somebody else. So, um, and a guy who's got a pretty good track record, I think. You know, for all the faults that, that Cincinnati and Scott Satterfield have, running the football is not one of them. So you, you hope you could that that's kind of a seamless transition. And and really, I guess this was the first defensive hire Hypos had to make in, in three years, which yep. is maybe kind of surprising um, given his track record and, and some of the struggles defensively. But you know, I, I think they made a, a really good hire, and you know, I, I don't know if it's an upgrade or not. But I, I think you're you're still kind of on solid footing there. So it's a you know, two, two moves that make a lot of sense. We ought to run Johnny Boy Bryce down, Bry, uh, for tomorrow from over at Football Scoop, who has his eye, ears to the ground with all these coaches around the country and see what his uh, alleged thoughts are on uh, adding these two guys to the staff and what it means. Plus, Tennessee has an addition uh, from the Central Florida staff as well, a story that Bryce uh, had or broke or something, something along those lines. At any rate, we have a lot to discuss today. Tony Valls is going to join us on the other side. How excited are we for Tony Valls making a return trip to the golden microphone here in the Raymere studio? Brian, how pumped are you right now for the beginning of our home slate, which begins tonight? So going to the end of May, there will be a baseball game on at least 60%, six out of every 10 days, 60% of all days between now and May, it's going to have a baseball game on it. How fun and is that? Over half the time, over half of the days, you've got baseball to look forward to. Matt, will this team play into June, yes or no? I want to know right now here in February, several months away, will this team play in June? I'll, I'll say yes. Boom! Bango! Are the basketball balls? Time I get to. Uh, hey Omaha. Matt. Hey Matt. Are the basketball balls going to be alive and well in April? Because the tournament yeah. starts. This tournament starts the twenty fourth that weekend. The weekend of the uh, my anniversary. The weekend uh, uh, right around our time in in uh, March is when it's third week in March. You tell me, Matt. Are they going to be alive? Yes or no? Uh. I think they have a decent, a better chance than most years, but I'd fade that one, unfortunately. But I, I would fade that for just about every team right now. Just that's just such a hard ask to to pick teams to get get to the final four right now. By the time Matt would love to be wrong. Would love to be wrong. I we sung a song on Jeeker the other night. And he hung up on me. And thinks he won a copper card. Called me a name. Thinks he won a copper card. Doesn't understand irony. We continue on the other side. Tony Valls, the man they would be king, joins as we continue. Tennessee baseball is upon us. The Eagle has landed. We have a lot to talk about today. Very little time to get there. Caitlin Clark, how much of the GOAT is she nationally? I've got an internal number that I'm going to share with you. It's going to freak you out. Plus, inside... 
the Missouri Circus. And the Missouri deal, hey, it's so fun to watch dysfunction in other places. Because that is like a dysfunction junction right about now. Those of you that were around here back in the day at dysfunction junction. As we continue on the other side and roll around back on the other side after this, Tony Valls joins. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th, and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Foodland has a new weekly circular out with a lot of great specials for the coming week. I'm speaking with Bobby Howell, who's the assistant manager, your hometown grocer here at Foodland. Bobby, what's happening at Foodland this week? We got fresh strawberries, two for five, one pound package. Lux beans, 69 cents each. Chuck Roast, $5.99 a pound. Honeycrisp Apples, $0.99 cents a pound. And Niagara Waters, 3 for 10 Oh, wow. And as usual, the specials in this circular will be good through next Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, you'll have a new circular out. That's right. Okay. And, folks, this warm weather, I know, has got a lot of people thinking about grilling. Foodland has got the best meat department in Murray County, bar none. So, guys who grill, this is the place to come. Bobby, thanks. Thank you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Radio magic as we welcome you back. The man, the myth, and he is a legend. Because when I, when I look at what this dude's done in, like, heading into his seventh season here, which the, his seventh home opener begins tonight in Knoxville, in a sold-out baseball stadium that's expanding, that's crazy. They just took Texas by storm. Tony Valls joining us on your TLD Logistics hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. AT, it's always a pleasure breaking it down scientifically with you. And uh, first things first, man, congratulations on a great weekend, and sure is great that baseball season here. No, it is, and I think every year – people's eyes are being open to how great baseball is it's 
fast, furious action. I think it's, um, you know, a spark plug version of MLB baseball. I don't know the, the best way to describe it, but I don't know many people that dive into it that end up leaving it or, or disliking it or not getting addicted. So uh, here's to more and more college baseball fans and more and more fans. we got more seats for you at this park, and uh, they are literally working <laughs> like crazy. I think they were up here. They were up here when I left last night, and they're still going like crazy now, but I think everything will be in place for opening day here. How exciting is it? You get a little, you get a little something in your stomach when you get out in front of the home fans. It's yeah, no question. And we've been waiting for this day because we've been watching the progress daily. Um, you know, each day the stadium literally would change while we were practicing. Uh, but now you can see what is really the the finished product. We saw it last night when the, all the guys got off the bus when we got back from Texas, and it was kind of a wow moment. But you'll be able to multiply all those many moments we've had by a hundred when there's actually bodies open and this whole thing is surrounded. Um, I think there's still work to be done after this season, but what we want is a park that looks like a pro park and we want our kids surrounded by ball fans and we dang sure want the opponent surrounded by rowdy ball. Yeah, I, I tell a story about how when you first got there, you kind of had that vision, and I sort of looked at you like you had four eyes, and you told me, hey, we're going to fill this place and all the things that were coming. I don't know if you if you knew to this extent that you guys would be as over as you are, uh, but that said, let's talk about the weekend, because you debuted in a tournament that tested you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so let's talk about it. What, what did you see from your club that you liked, Tone? Um, you, you know, I think, uh, I like the way they handled the circumstances. It was a, you know, an interesting schedule, a blessed schedule to be playing prime time every night, but also those games are never on time. It's kind of like Hoover. Um, so there's a lot of downtime in there's hotel time. It was our first travel. There's a lot of fans. Um, there's a course community service tied into it with it being the Shriners Classic. So I think overall, just the way they handled themselves like professionals, the first lineup goes up and you're always going to have a couple guys that got a fat lip or, or want to be out on the field. Um, <clears throat> but I think for the most part, they handled all those external circumstances well. And we knew we would at least, you know, have a decent product on the field. Um, uh, but I don't think we, you know, under, you know, underachieved or over exceeded expectations as far as between the lines. Yeah, that's interesting. I was talking to you off the air. You didn't seem, um, blown away by the way y'all played tone i think we played um you know the way we're capable of playing um obviously we've got high expectations and we try to have high standards around here uh you want to go down there you want to win three games uh if it's playing a series against another team it's very difficult to sweep anybody um but when you're playing a new opponent each day and you feel like you at least are similar on paper uh then really it's just about kind of effort and attitude on that game that they did. Um, I thought it was pretty good all three days. Um, Sunday, we, we'd like a little more organization with our pitching, but that's just going to take time. I mean, these guys need reps. Phillips and Snead are both guys that could literally work mid to upper 90s. They could be big league arms down the road, but they just need reps. So those two are two good examples in that area. Um, Combs and Dallas are two guys that because of some soreness and conservativeness haven't had a lot of reps. Um, so we just need reps and organization with the pitchers. 
And then at the plate, I, I think our guys need to realize that they are the group, but they're not invincible. Um, at times, they're going to need to put a good approach into what they're doing to, based off who we're facing. And there'll be some days where we're fortunate enough to blow somebody out or score 10 runs, but there's also going to be some days where we're going to have to win a one and nothing or two-to-one ball game and, and find different ways to do that. Yeah, when you got those big boppers functioning in those two-to-one games, Tony's uh, a little challenging, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a different story that's that's being written. And, and I'm a big believer you win and you lose as a, as a team. I mean, there's some days the wind's blowing out. you got to win 10-to-9, and there's other days maybe the umpire has a little bigger zone. Um, you know, the ball's not carrying. For whatever reason, it's going to be a three-to-two game. And you might have to find a way – you know, an Oklahoma guy did a couple different goofy things. He faked the bond and did a couple things at the plate and drew a walk now uh, to lead off an inning. Now, later, that was the inning where we got a triple play. Um, but you just might have to get creative and get outside of the box and, you know, maybe even outside of what your personal strength is and just find a way to get it done. And it's so good. Um, it's very frustrating we lost on Saturday. But it's so good we were in a game like that this early because that is going to be it's going to reappear that's going to be a game that decides an SBC series it's going to be a game that decides uh, p- potentially a, a playoff game either in Hoover or if we're fortunate enough to make a regional um, it's going to rear its head again and I think we'll be more prepared and hopefully we execute better when it does you know the thing I love about a game like that is you, you get your pitchers in those close games and you kind of see what they're made of you know for, for better or for worse in spots like the Stamos kid really responded, and that was a great moment. The triple play was a great moment. Can you give us the story? Because and if you'd said it in the press, I'm sorry for missing this, but the story with the glove and you looked incensed over there, and I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. Don't let Frank get involved. We're going to double team an umpire here. This ain't going to be cute. What well, what's the what's the backstory there, T? Yeah, well, once again, kind of like the Omaha, Ross Kivett, and then the next year thing, there's history with one in particular guy. I'll leave it at that. You can dig up whatever you want to. But, uh, you know, it's a 2-0 count. The, the kid's having to come in, and it's my doing. Um, but we went with some, some matchup stuff there. It's a 2-0 count. So the, the kid's coming in under those circumstances, and he's using that glove. And I'm not sure... I know the rules, trust me, and I apologize. I don't know the exact one, and maybe it's because my brain kind of switched off on, you know, these days these guys got turquoise, purple, orange. Uh, so I kind of figured whatever glove you want to wear, but I guess gray somewhere uh, falls in there or states you shouldn't use that. I don't know if it's based on the other team's uniform. But if I'm not mistaken, we faced a kid from Baylor that had a gray glove, their starting pitcher, and I <laughs> – Again, I just want to win. I want to compete. I want our guys to compete the right way. Um, I think Stamos had a gray glove on the next time he pitched against Baylor, but I don't even He did. He went right back to that glove, which kind of proves your point about yeah, it's kind of like in basketball, right? You know, you see these guys. I know you're a sportsman. You like all these. I see you at the basketball games all the time. If if, if guys in basketball want to get in the way, they get in the way. You watching the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. Um, that crew did such a wonderful job at the Super Bowl, Tony, because they hardly blew their whistles. I mean, if you want to get and interject yourself, you can do it as much as possible, or you can be a really good official and get out of the way. So you just had a guy that uh, decided that he was going to call by the letter of the alleged law. Is that what happened? 
I, I believe so. Um, I don't know if their dugout said something. I also noticed that one of the uh, head of the umpires was was there, and um, it's good that, that they're very well organized and they're, they're overseen. But I'll tell you what changes, and we'll never tell our players when, but um, every now and then the umpire supervisor or one of them will come to a series, and when they do, things change. It's inevitable. And it's same when you go to the postseason. Uh, there's fewer games to watch, so there's more eyes on those games. And uh, guys move around from region to region, and things change. So it's up to us to adapt to that. Um, there, there's a new focus on, you know, players getting ejected or bat flips. So we were also issued a warning on um, Dylan Dryling to guess what is that. I, I was watching the ball. And I said it I think it went 4.30 on StatCast. And Dylan's at-bats need to be better, so I'm not telling you he's he's Babe Ruth, but um, he murdered that thing. And I, I think everyone in the park was watching the ball, not the bat, um, other than one of the umpires. But, you know, Dylan Driving's from Hayes, Kansas, which is a great baseball community. But <laughs> with all due respect to Hayes and Dylan, I don't think the kid even knows how to spell disrespect or how to disrespect somebody. Um, he knows how to spell it, but he doesn't know how to disrespect anybody. It, he's such a, he looks like such an unassuming kid, and I, I guess they're trying to crack down on a lot of that stuff. I saw an exchange in the uh, St. John's, Florida game on Friday where one of the uh, Florida kids hit a home run and a loss off one of the St. John's kids and, and is getting really lippy uh, with a pitcher. The St. John's coach who looked like one of these bolt neck dudes with a big big huge arms i mean like big comes just waddling out of the dugout and he's screaming at florida screaming at the home plate umpire i mean so it seems like is are, are we just going to be ready for that this year there it's like a point of emphasis in your sport there's a there's no new rules this year so that is a good thing and a bad thing because usually when they make a point of emphasis like uh, they're going to call the high strike or there, there's been a bunch of them. They really focus on it. And I think this year there's no new rule, but there, where there is a point of emphasis where they've talked about how many players last year were ejected. And it's up, it was up like 100% or something like that. Now, that's just the statistic. If you dive into it and you ask the question why, there was a point of emphasis that anyone who leaves their position during an altercation is thrown out of the game. So that means if five guys take two steps out of the dugout because their teammate got hit by a pitch, those guys are subject to being thrown out. You had these math with just a few incidents, you had these big numbers of guys um, getting ejected. And so that's why those numbers are like that. So are they making a point of emphasis on the talking this year? Because the announcers in the Florida game seem to say they were. They're trying to get a lot of the uh, – conversation i mean look if i hit a if i hit a home run off a guy a pitcher i probably don't need to be screaming at him you know i proved my no, point and, already and, and i like old school attitude and yeah. guys breaking up double plays and stuff like that but here, here's one thing that goes hand in hand with that you, you can you can demonize dylan let's say he just walked real slow out of the batter's box yeah, when yeah. he hit that ball because he knows it's gone you can demonize that all you want uh, with the rules and things like that. But guess what's going to show up on Twitter and ESPN and uh, Tecmo Bowl is the last damn video game I played. But whatever these sports games are now, they even, you know, place in there, you know, stuff where guys score a touchdown and bless up or a dunk and they do this dance or whatever. 
So that stuff, our society has made that the thing to do. So there's going to be a lot of it, and it does need to be managed in some capacity. But like a lot of things, I don't necessarily have the right answer. I think maybe the right answer is to make sure you hire and train good people to be in charge, and then they need to use the common sense in the word, but they kind of need to be the judge and jury on, you know, what is inappropriate and what maybe is just a kid being a, a passionate player. Well, you're, you're appealing to the NCA for common sense. Let me get Brian Hartman in here. Tony Vitello joining. I know his time's short, but go ahead, Brian. Jump in here. Who can we expect to see starting pitching in midweek games? And if Dryling, if not Dryling, but if Seacrest has to go back to the midweek starter, what other options are there for a Sunday starter? Man, Brian's getting, right, Brian's getting right to the point here. I like that. Yeah, no, he is, and that's good. And, and I think we'll continue to approach things the way we did this past weekend. We'll worry about really game one, and we want all everybody available for game one. We're very blessed with two starters that I think both could be first-rounders, maybe. Um, both will pitch in the big leagues, in my opinion. Um, so we'll, we'll let Drew or, or AJ, whoever happens to be thrown on Saturday that week, we'll, we'll let them do their preparation so they're not blindsided by a start. But they'll be off in time. We don't announce who that starter is until Saturday night or, you know, right before game three. And then I think there's going to be a trickle-down effect to, you know, what's going to happen on Tuesday. And and having said that, this week and, and another week coming, we've got Tuesday-Wednesday games. So right now we're just trying to piece it all together and see what we got out of these guys. And, you know, Stamos has been good in scrimmages, um, but I think he showed that maturity, experience, he's a high-character kid. I mean, he's awesome. Um, he pitched better against Baylor than he's ever pitched in front of us so um some guys might get a little nervous out there it'll go both ways so we're not going to have any more answers than you do if you're watching our games for a few weeks and um i know we should watch our guys in scrimmages and bullpens game day is different and redmond walsh proved that more than anybody i've ever been so we'll try and give everybody ample opportunities and and critique them fairly but we're going to have to get this thing sorted out prior to sec play would you go in SEC play by committee, Tony? Is that possible if it doesn't work itself possibly out? On, possibly on Sunday. It's kind of funny you ask that. When I was the pitching coach at Missouri, um, was kind of given some freedom, and we had a Sunday starter get injured. So we went to nine guys, one guy an inning on Sundays. And uh, we actually beat Oklahoma State, who was coached by Frank Anderson. And after the game, uh, I had been excused from the game, so I wasn't there at the very end. Uh, but after the game, he shook our head coach's name, uh, Coach Jamison. He shook his hand and said, I can't believe you guys just did that and was almost kind of laughing about the fact they just lost to nine different guys pitching, you know, one inning on a, on a conference. It's one thing on a Tuesday, but a conference weekend. But if you got nine guys that can throw strikes, why not do it that way? Um, I'm not saying we will, but I'm open to anything and everything. And, you know, last year was a good example of if it, if you don't have the answer, keep trying things, and uh, eventually maybe you find it. Yeah, and guys want to start, right? As we saw last year with one of your guys that's no longer here, guys want to start. But you guys have already shown you're, you're, you're going to do what you feel like is best for the team, which gets me to Blake Burke. Tony, how hard is that to go to a guy a couple games into a season and say, hey, man, today you're batting seventh, or is it not hard at all from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it depends on the kid. And, um, 
you know, to, to track back to the starting thing, we, we actually commented on that in a team meeting yesterday. You know, everyone wants to start, but this early in the year, nobody can take over a game like David Wells or Greg Matt or, um, or anybody like that, eight Wainwright and go eight or nine innings and really take ownership of the game. A pitch count isn't built up. And some guys by nature of college baseball or their stuff won't be able to do that ever. So to me, if I can go back in time and I'm a pitcher, I want the ball in my hand when the game is over. That is, that's the number one role for the team. A Sean Hunley, um, for, for ball baseball fans. Give me the ball when the game is on the line. Cause that's what we're trying to do is we want to win. We want the team to win. Um, and, and then, you know, with lineup, it's the same thing. I mean, egos and things like that need to be brushed aside. We had Connor Pavaloni who might play in the big leagues hitting in the nine hole. But on that team, it, it was the best thing at that time we felt. And with Burke and Tears and Peebles, we, we basically thought all three guys were overswinging. And rather than tell them that in the cage, um, we just tried to piss them off, to be honest with you, and move them down the lineup and try to get their attention that way. Because, you know, you, you can only say one thing so many times. I, I think either the bench or kind of what your role is are the two greatest motivators to kind of steal some quotes there from Bobby Knight. Yeah, and this year you've got like luxury for any of these guys that kind of falter. You've got a lot of, lot of bats on this team. Hey, that Villeneuve guy, that son of a gun can, I mean, he can hit a baseball, Tony. He's a personality. I don't, I can't believe that video. He made it towards, you know, Jared Dickey about wearing number 17. I guess Jared posted on social media, but, um, I keep saying this is a fun team. I don't know how good we are, but there are some fun personalities. I love it. And, Stamos is one of those, and then Robin is a French-Canadian kid whose English is his second language, um, so we have some fun with all that stuff. And then he is a – if he's not in that game, he's like a caged animal in the, in the dugout. I mean, he's dying to get out there and compete. He's not scared. He's such a good kid. He Ball fans, the more they get to know him, we're going to embrace and love him. There's no doubt in my mind. Will we see him some at first this year as you go? Just Will you platoon yeah. that out a little bit? Yeah, and he's been working hard to, to be in left field, too, and, and be a formidable left fielder. I, I think by the end of this week, and, and that means by the end of Sunday, I think you will have seen him play a, a game at first base and left field and, and DH in there somewhere, too. Tony Valls, you happen to be the man. On the way out, uh, UFC 300's right around the corner. Did you? I know you're in the middle of, of a busy weekend. Did you see that Volkanovski fight over the weekend, that crazy result? Yeah, you know, um, I used my buddy's login. I kind of pulled. <laughs> You're making a million dollars. You used your buddy's login. Well, we had planned ahead of time. I didn't, you know, we had a game to worry about. And our game ended. We got on the bus right when the Volkanovski fight, when they were walking out. So when I got back to the hotel, um, I watched that, tried to forget about the game, which was hard to do. And then over the course of the rest of the trip, I watched some of those fights on replay. And yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. We, I got to see that Taporia guy in person. Um, so not that surprised he's done what he's done individually, but to do it against Volk was, was a little surprising. AT hey, on the way out, um, I'm getting on you, right, for using your buddy's login. When I'm on, I have no idea how many viruses are on my phone from all the stream East time I've lost. <laughs> All the all the illegal streams that I've logged, but uh, hey, on the way out, 
We're so glad baseball season's back. Thanks for keeping the door open for us. Thanks for all the good work that you do in the community as well that you don't want people to know about, but you're a good dude. And I uh, really appreciate you jumping on with us today. Well, um, it's a trade-off. I'm, I'm staring at this thing. I, I can't get over this thing down the left field line. I'm anxious for people to see it, uh, either on TV or better would be in person. But it's been built by guys like Connor Pavoloni and Evan Russell that have been playing. Uh, but the, me- the media, the fans, the administration, it's been a bunch of people that have had a hand in it. And uh, I think it can only get better from here. We might as well stack some more stuff on top of what's here. But for now, we're enjoying this left field line. Tony, when you first got there and you told me that one day we were talking out there and I met you and you said, yeah, we're going to fill this place. And I was like, this guy has a screw loose. <laughs> but you were well, right. I think- you were right, man. Yeah. I think I got more than a few screws loose on one hand, but on the other hand, as a St. Louis kid, I knew a lot about this university, uh, even though I was from the Midwest. And great city, great university, unreal fan base, heavy, heavy media presence, uh, which is important these days. All, all those ingredients are there. Kids will play hard and play the game the right way. Um, obviously, we've got to recruit some talent, but I really just think if they play hard, and, uh, you know, play it the right way, fans will notice. And, and all those ingredients mixed up in a pot, and you get this stadium changing literally every year. Second deck, third deck in left field, and now this and other things going on inside the, the belly of the stadium. The turf, it's been an interesting transformation, and it's been fun. T, have a Dwight Gooden. Good talking to you. Enjoy opening day. All right. Appreciate you all. Thank you. Tony Falls one more time. Matt, let's talk about that interview they don't know what they're going to do third starter wise, and he was pretty uh, he was pretty blunt about that, wasn't he? Yeah, and they you know they don't really need to figure that out. I think until SEC play, yep, um, they have a luxury. You know, they're not exactly playing a, a murderer's row coming up here non conference at home, so they have the luxury of of experimenting and, and trying some different guys in different roles. And I you know I think Frank Anderson and, and Tony will will figure out. You know the best the best way to to utilize the guys that they've got, and I don't I don't think it's a problem. I just think they just don't know the answer to to the question yet. So that they've you know they show this weekend they got plenty of live arms and, and plenty of guys who can go out there and and give them you know four or five innings um, even out of the bullpen. So um, I think in the end it'll be a luxury um, that they that they're able to to kind of tinker with this well into the season. When you look at their roster, Matt, how many potential guys do they have that could start a baseball game, do you feel like? Legitimate guys that are fighting for that Sunday deal and midweek to that to some extent. Uh, I'd say probably five, five or six, wow. maybe, maybe even more than that. Because um, wow. I, I haven't gotten a great look at some of the freshmen that I know that they're high on. So they got some a couple of freshman lefty arms, and then I think Schaefer, who threw it, uh, late in that Oklahoma game. So I, probably six or seven guys that are kind of vying for it. Um, I mean, we know the first two on the weekends, and then, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go with that. I think even Snead or Causey, the, the guys who came in in relief, they proved that they could even be a starter if you really wanted them, if you, or needed them to be. Causey has a drop of a dime through like 80-some pitches just out of the bullpen, just moderately warmed up. You know, that's pretty scary and looked very good doing it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was really good. And he, 
I think he was a closer and a, and a Friday night starter at Jacksonville State the, the last two years. So he he's kind of used to both roles. Uh, you know, this Stamos can be has been a spot starter some in his career. Yes. Uh, you know, so they you know they've got they they've got a luxury of arms. They just got to figure out who's who's the right guy for for Sundays. So and, and one thing uh, I admired, we were talking about this yesterday about Burke because I was talking to a friend of mine about the a baseball life for today. We were just he was talking about yesterday's show, and he said, you know, I was really glad that you pointed out that you guys were pointing out that. In the midst of that guy's struggles, he's gotten a lot better defensively. He was really, really good at first base uh, over the weekend. He made a couple pivotal throws home, a um, couple heads-up type plays that you don't make if you're not in games. And and then Tony admits on the air, hey, look, when I put him at seven, I'm, I'm trying to shake him up. I'm trying to piss him off. And a couple other guys that we sort of shuffled around with and played around with. Um, I do think when Tony says that this team is going to be really fun. I think that's right. I called a couple friends of mine Friday, and, and I said, this group looks like they're going to have fun together. And to Brian's point, those of us that have chosen to enjoy the sport, um, we're going to get a lot of it. And it's a lot more fun. You don't have to win all the games, but when you're fun to watch and you're playing together out there and you have some personality it really does enhance the experience as a fan. It makes you feel like you connect with it a little bit. My Phillies are like that. My Phillies have the kids they call the daycare and the Bryson Stotts of the world and the Alec Bones of the world. They do things that kind of drive you crazy. But it's so fun to see the joy of kids playing baseball. It's kind of what it's about. So I, I think this group already, Matt, is as more fun than last year's group is to watch. Already, well, they certainly are out of the gate. Yeah, um, and that team t- took a while to, to kind of gel and, and get going and, and figure out roles. Yep. Um, but so no, I, I do think this team. I think there's more personality on this team. Um, there's a lot more flash. Mm-hmm. That probably that probably just comes along with being a better hitting team. Um, I, I mean, I, this team's going to be as good a hitting team as there is in the country. I think, especially yep. when they get in this ballpark here which they had five or six balls that are probably home runs here um, that they hit this past weekend. So um should be a lot of fun. should be some high-scoring games here um, at home. Tony Vitello appearing on your TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com. On its face, Tennessee's baseball team does not look like it has the knockout pitching they've had in years past. However, he said we have two starters he thinks are going to pitch in the major leagues. I'm not going to argue with him. He said we have two guys, I think, that are major league pitchers. How many guys can say – how many teams will be able to say that in the Southeastern Conference? From here, it's a matter of finding three or four others to join the party, and you can play series baseball. So these guys are built to play if they stay healthy at the top of that sport, and it's going to be a long, fun season. 865-200-5402. So if you have a thought on the Tony Valls piece, love to hear from you. Second thing, the Vols are at Missouri tonight. We'll be on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. I did not realize, because uh, I'm just an observant type, that Missouri was having the train wreck of a year they're having. We put their schedule in the blog today. Do you guys see Missouri basketball winning a game this year? When you look at their schedule? 
I mean, they've got a few more cracks at it here. I think they've got if six games left. They've lost to Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Hello. So that might answer that question. Hello. I mean, and they... <laughs> I'm talking to Y last night, our silent partner on Hoops. And I'm like, okay, let's go through this. Take me under wing here. What do they do well? He goes, nothing. 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 I call them Morbund, Missouri. They're morbid. They're brutal. They have not won a game since December 3rd. 1-16 since that time. Is that any good? They are 0-12 in the league. Dennis Gates was a Desiree Francois hire, too. Correct. Had a good first season. That's correct. As you remember, they beat the Vols twice, once That's on correct. a three-pointer there That's at the correct. buzzer. But the second season, year two, it's, it's just the bottoms fell out. She feuded with a football coach at 111 games. They ended up not speaking. That's kind of what, what happened there. She got while the getting was good to a place that nobody else was going to go to with a resume. But Aaron, she hired a basketball coach who's 0-12. And, 12, and that's, a, that's a problem. That could be I a mean, problem. With no real long-term hopes because the truth about the Gates guy is he brought some guys with him from where he was at Cleveland State. They played a flashy style of hoops. It was flashy. But that you're not going to win real games playing the way they play. You're just not. And last year, Princeton pulled their pants down and spanked them in the NCAA tournament by like 20 points. I mean, you shouldn't be losing to an Ivy League team. You can lose to them on a layup at the end or beat you by five points or whatever. Twenty. I mean, 20 points? That means you that means you have an unsound approach, but what they do this year is they block shots because they're constantly out of position, so they're blocking shots, and they shoot foul shots well. They are truly, though, when you look at the numbers, one of the worst rebounding teams ever assembled. Now, the line tonight is like only 11 or 12, and I don't know how to play it. I don't know how to play a or thirteen points rather. Arkansas or Missouri is a six to one underdog. Uh, Mark Griffin breaks their numbers down today. They're one forty eight in the net. This is a quad three basketball game for the Vols. This is a TCB game tonight for Tennessee. That's what this is. You just got to go out there, take care of your opponent, knock them out and get on to the next one. <laughs> a quad three SEC road game. You like it, Matt? <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work to get to be that bad. Yes. I mean, they're just... I don't understand how they could be so bad. They literally, Matt, comp to Car- Tarleton State, who the Vols hosted in a bye game back in December. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. That's a great question. I mean, how how you can put a team together? So they're going. They're going on. You said they're like two and a half months without winning. That would be correct. Gabe De Armand was on with us yesterday. He came on right as that Desiree Reed news broke. Who was here, by the way? Those of you that remember her name, she was uh, in, in the Mike Hamilton administration and pretty well thought of. Pretty well thought of. Um, but. Here's what a loss tonight would do to Tennessee. It would knock them either to the last number two seed or to a three line. 
can't lose this game. You cannot. It, and, and and Tennessee's done so much one-sided winning lately that they really can't help. They can't move the bar in that metric. I mean, you know, you beat somebody the other day by um, what thirty-five. You, you saved up points because all the points count. The point differential points count, which is why you see these teams mercifully beating on each other night after night. And it's made college hoops a little bit of a silly sport from that perspective. These And, Matt, you and I were talking off the air. They've got a system now where they are encouraging these coaches to not play young people. What were you telling me, or was it you, Brian? Somebody was telling me about... A, a uh, was it Kim English, Matt? You were telling me, or was Brian telling me the story earlier today? I talked yeah, to both yeah, of you. Kim, yeah, Kim share, share the story. Providence. Yeah, they, share the story here. I think it was DePaul, whoever they were playing. They're kind of on the bubble, I think. They they were had beaten somebody, and they put a uh, they put some of their backups in, and they you know the other team ended the game on like a fourteen or sixteen zero run. And it caused them to. I think they dropped eight spots in Ken Palm because of it, because they they played some of the younger guys and and gave. I think it was a twelve or sixteen over run to end the game, and they actually dropped significantly on Ken Palm just because of that. And that's just insane to think about. But that's kind of where we are with all the numbers, and yep, that's why Tennessee kind of you know pummels teams and and covers the spread really. And invariably, and, people will get on us and get on me on post-game shows, and they'll say, why doesn't Rick Barnes play? Well, he doesn't do it because he has a support staff full of people that tells him, Coach, you got to leave these guys in the game so we can finish these guys off, so we can cover the spread plus, so it doesn't hurt our net rating. And, and everything in this life, when it comes to hoops, when, it, when they're seeding these teams, uh, the value of your team is your scores and how you do against other teams – and and margin of victory and and there's no cap on it. So if you roll it up, you roll it up. And like he said, Kim English here tonight. Uh, I bet he wishes right now. And I don't know how you develop your team if you can't play your kids. How you develop your team for next year? I mean, it's a, it's really goofy what they've done here. It's really goofy. Go ahead, Brian. And also, Missouri got shade thrown on him by Rick Pitino in his rant. What did he say? He talked about he talked about something about. Recruiting slow kids from Missouri. I guess he forgot about Jason Tatum being from St. Louis. That Jason Tatum sucks, bro. He's a fake superstar. Well, you need to own that. You know he's a fake superstar. <laughs> fake. This because you drafted Markel Fultz instead of Tatum. No need to be a hater. Missouri is number 148 in the net ratings. A quad three game tonight. <laughs> 148. And they play in the Southeastern Conference, Matt. What, what, I mean, what in the Louisville world? Where's, uh, they're probably below Louisville. Oh, Desiree Reed, Francois. That's I mean, the, what that's are the, we? That's the March Madness matchup we need is, is Missouri versus Louisville. Talk about a basketball hire that you run away from. And by the way. This guy with the great name, this running backs coach Tennessee hired, who's got one of the all-time great names, is a smart fella. Because if I was with Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati and I had an opportunity to get into a stable situation in Knoxville, I'd be getting off Scott Satterfield's staff very quickly. 
Speaking of this running backs coach, that's a great American story right there. That's a guy that came up through the – look at his resume. That's a guy that coached D3, D2, uh, 1AA. Uh, he was at Carson Newman 11 years ago. Is that a great story or is that a great story? That's a guy that has paid the price, but he pays no more like great Bobby Denton. We'll come back. I want to get your calls in. I want to talk to you. I want to break it down with you scientifically. I want to move right to left across your device and left to right. I want to do that with the greatest of ease, and uh, we'll get to it. So I want to hear from you, the football hires, that basketball game tonight, and then the impact of Caitlin Clark. I got to share this with you because it's like some it's a inner whatever it is memo. Like Matt, for instance, how many you and Brian? How many uh, subscriptions do you think our fan base bought to that Flow TV? Because in my world, the people I thought would have bought it, many just didn't do it. Which I would imagine the Vol Network over on their app. I'd imagine with Wilkerson down there, they drove some. They drew drove some huge numbers with that baseball series over the weekend. You know, Peacock put Caitlin Clark's, and, and a bunch of her games have been on the Peacock app, but they put that record-breaking game on there. You know, kept it away from ESPN, kept it off basically conventional cable television, and put it over there on Peacock, which I want, is, which I want to say is NBC, right? They're the Peacock people. Do do do. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, the they're associated people. with NBC. So they, the number of people that signed up to see that is crazy. What do you think, Matt? We sold a couple thousand subscriptions. I was talking with a buddy of mine that's been in the business for a while. We were 5,000 maybe, our fan base, 10,000. What do you think that number is? I, I don't. I'm not good at this. I I would have guessed maybe like three or four thousand. I mean, think about that. Think about if three thousand people, Brian, paid thirty dollars for something. How much money is that? That's uh, we're, we're all on a sports sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Brian, if three thousand people play, paid thirty dollars for something, nine, that's be, a nine. You nine clown. Somewhere. What happened to you? Oh wait a minute. Wait nine. Huh. I don't do good math, but I, huh? I need a calculator. Obviously. Huh? Leroy? Three times three one. is six? Brian Hartman gets an F in math as we continue. We'll get some calls in after this. This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? 
How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I am absolutely pumped. You should be as well. Let's keep this thing legal and live as we've hit hour two. Back with you in our second hour of power. Boy, time flies. You're having fun. Tony Vitello was excellent today. And for the first time on this glory day, we're going to go to the phones. It's a really beautiful day in East Tennessee. And so I don't know how much TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime we'll be doing because I'm going to be on the air with you tonight. And no offense, but it's decent outside. And I want to get out there and get a little sunshine. So if you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. Uh, before we go to the phones, I was talking about Caitlin Clark's impact. Caitlin Clark's impact here. Little Birdie, Little Birdie has told me the following, which I find, uh, well, I find believable. One of my friends in the quote-unquote industry, because I was wondering, you know, how um, Tennessee fans would have moved the bar, which I'm going to try and find that out from the Flow Sports people, but here's one for you. Caitlin Clark, last week, sold, if you're ready for this. Brian, what do you think the number is? It's in the thousands of subscriptions to watch her play basketball. Let's say Tennessee sold, I don't know, two or 3,000 would be a great number for the baseball, three or 4,000, whatever the number is. Now, Cheryl, now I'm going to ask Cheryl Swoops now to cover her ears, and I'm going to ask Bayou Barbie. Nobody's going to tune in to see Bayou Barbie. Nobody's buying that package to see her, so she can cover her ears. And anybody else doesn't like this uh, this uh, little girl, cover their ears. Some of you that want to hate on women's basketball, cover your ears because this this kid's the best thing going right now in college hoops. No offense to college hoops. What's the number, Bry? What do you think? I'll say above fifty thousand. Whoa, fifty. Thousand? Hey, Matt, does Brian need some help with math or what? Brian, uh, Al, um, what's your number, Matt Dixon, who I almost called Alex? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna take the under of Brian's. How about fifty-seven thousand? Is that some power? Fifty-seven thousand people around the I country. Know. I mean, that's like what CNN's doing in prime time right now. No offense to them. 57,000 people bought that thing to watch her the other night? And and do you guys know what's it cost to uh, have the Peacock 
subscription. Do you guys know? Anybody know? 15 bucks? 10 bucks? It's like 12 or 15, I think. All right, Bryce, so if 57,000 people paid $15, what did Caitlin Clark net for those people the other night? And if they put a Super Bowl behind a paywall one day, how many people do you think would pay for it? Matt Dixon, have you ever thought about that? 855,000, close to a million. He made almost a million dollars in box office here tonight off her, off one game. That's where sports are going. Sports are going. I never dreamed in a million years you would be paying the amount of money you're paying for baseball tickets, but you are. You know? Is that crazy? Is that crazy or what? Somebody said, and I'm going to keep a name out of it, did you guys know that there was somebody on Facebook that rebroadcast the flow games over the past weekend? Did you know that, Matt? Did you guys hear about that? Somebody's telling me a Tennessee fan did that and had a 1,000 watchers for each game. Wow. Rebroadcasting. Not not surprising you'd have those numbers. Um, Bino said, I'm sitting in a Shoney's parking lot laughing at your math exchange, laughing my head off, and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. People here at Shoney's think I'm nuts. Bino, one day you got to come on here and you got to tell your story about the all-you-can-eat uh, buffet that you guys ate at when you played softball. We'll have to do that in the latter part of the third hour after people uh, have already eaten. Let's go back to the team's. And the new 12-team format uh, for the for the playoffs has been tweaked. We'll get into that here momentarily. 865-200-5402. And Tennessee football player Jackson Lampley files for declaration in federal court. Is that old, Bry? No, that's today. I no, think that's that old. was... That's old. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know why you put that in when there. When that uh, news about the yeah. okay. Tennessee-Virginia lawsuit was Brian just for some reason. Brian, for some reason, sent me something two weeks old. So let's go back. I to didn't the, send uh, it to. I didn't. I didn't send that to you oh, today. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, oh, I didn't send you anything two weeks old. I'm self-editing. You must not have. I'm, I'm self-editing. Hello and welcome into our next call. Ooh, that scared me. I thought, Lord, what else have we done? I know, right? <laughs> That was that was related to the case. I remember him doing that now, and I didn't understand it then. And I, time to come out at the right about the same time or something. Yeah. Not long after. Well, everybody's wondering well, where's where's the morning. where's the rolling. It's been like a stone cold week oh, now. Oh golly, okay. I'm gonna stay on track, okay, guys. Hit it. Uh, uh, I got to tell y'all something. I'm in still. I just wanted to report on my. Uh, progress i'm going through you know that grieving process it's as real as it can be i'm just trying to scratch them together there's like seven steps and i'm in the depression with a little bit of anger and it's not you know but i've moved on from disbelief and shock shock and disbelief when we play Uh, when we play the goat of quarterbacks in the modern era because that's what this dude is becoming Oh, we don't take the ball first, first, Peggy. With him, Tony. Peggy, I, my experience with him last year, Jalen Hurts made one, count them, one mistake, and we got beat. Oh my God. The margin for it's error when you crazy. play this dude, when you really play against this guy and something oh. that really matters, the margin for error 
goes out the window. But I tell you what, that Brock kid, if he didn't get baptized by fire and I say, he's either going to come through that, you know, as pretty much as his first full year, that's either going to really make him something or he will fall apart because of it. I love Brock Purdy. He could play for me any day of the week. Oh, yeah, that's what Dion said. That, I mean, actually, that was funny. And, you know, so I, I got, didn't get to tell y'all this. Do you realize I, I, what a holiday season I've had? Not only was that crazy loss, you know, on Christmas night to the Ravens when it started, but the Super Bowl was on my birthday. So we had a birthday part, my 66th place. Oh, Tanya had it for me and come and got me and got, you know, first time I, you know, said you're leaving and you're, you know, coming to my house and we had this little, you know, watch party and I ended up with so glad I did go, but even the loss because the game was so good, but that's my first experience really, I when I follow a team, I just follow my team, I ain't really checking it and I kind of blocked all that Taylor and him out, I just had to block it out. Not, it don't bother me, but the fact that it bothers other people, I find that hilarious. I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm of the point, I'm at a point now where, when, 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 thing, when things trigger people, I'm going to lean into them, Peggy. Some of my friends that are triggered by Taylor Swift, I lean into it. I am a Swifty now. I love her. I'm not. I'm for her, not against her. I'm all things Taylor. If I had a concert shirt, if I could get my hands on a concert shirt, Peggy, I'd wear it, just to trigger people. She's good. She's a good. She's a good songwriter, man. Excellent, excellent. You know, it's just you know, if people, she can't help it if she runs around one of those Kelsey guys that's really obnoxious. It's our political thing. Oh, I don't get, you know, I'm not, that's my, I'm trying to keep it in the middle here. Yeah. Stay happy. If it wasn't for that, you know, people's just not going to care. That's the, you know, issue. Why had a couple goofball friends that thought they were going to fix the Super Bowl? For political, I'm like, are you kidding? Fix the Super Bowl? Are you people that bored? If you're listening to me and you think the Super Bowl was fixed, you need to get out of your damn head and go get a hobby. Get out of your own head and get off the Internet, for crying out loud. You know, that there's just no way. It's just the crazy, you know. Crazy. Yeah. It's cray-cray. I mean, you're a 49er fan, and you don't think it was fixed. Oh, no. Uh-uh. If they had to make mistakes, look here. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to say they beat yourself when I see that, but you don't give a quarterback like that. That's like giving Joe Montana the last shot and four downs. You don't do that. Matt, have you followed, have you, Matt Dixon, have you followed Peggy's call so far? Yes or no, Matt? Because she's kind of rambling here. Matt, where are you? Uh, no, I've not, I've not been right. able to follow up. What, no. what percentage, oh, what percentage have you gotten of Peggy's call thus far, Matt? Now, what you be, cause Peggy's kind of an artist here. What percentage? Uh, maybe 40. There you go, Peggy. That's pretty good. 40% retention's not bad. You know, I've caught a few strays on here the past few months, and I've. <laughs> <laughs> 
A few strays. You're keeping receipts. You're keeping and receipts. Club Shake Shake. Look, I'm used to argue. I got between five pound bomb used me to get it like Kiffin. Oh, that's smart. You that's a smart I've use. Got a 45-year-old son, a 36-year-old son is the coach, and a daughter is 35. They've never been married. It's Tanya Tucker's her yep. godmother. And my baby's name's Peyton, and she runs a rescue horse ranch. So I catch every little snide remark or whatever. No, we don't make snide remarks. All right, hang on. Brian Hartman. I'm going to ask Brian now. Brian, how much of Peggy's call have you followed? And I'm, because Peggy, you got a little, you got a little rambly in there. I love you. You, you could be a Fountain City rambler. Um, Brian? I'll say about 25%. Now that's a stray. Peggy, I'm not trying to start heat between you two, but that's, that's a stray. Huh? Well, okay, look here. I don't matter. I don't care. He's the son of my, uh, probably the age of my grandson. You thought he needs a hickory. What do I care? Uh, You're going to be disrespectful to the, you know, it, no other ladies get disrespected but me. Why is that? Well, because you're a great sport. Yeah. Well, you are. You're an awesome. Listen, if I didn't think you could take a little teasing, you tease me. If we didn't, we tease on each other, and we have fun with it. We have fun with it. You don't do it, but you let your thing. No, I, I. Yeah. Thank you. Give example. No, I don't need an example. But Peggy, thank you. You're the greatest. Please call back. It's always great seeing you. We're going to do some uh, Fridays down at Calhoun's on the River during baseball season. When does the schedule start, guys? Uh, the league schedule it uh, begins in end of March. Is it's that right? The weekend of the I think the sixteenth of March. The weekend of the sixteenth of March is the first league series. Let's look and see here. So that's mid. That's mid March. Okay, first home series is what I'm looking at. Probably starting on yeah. That's March, the next weekend. That's the twenty March twenty two. March 22, yeah. 23rd, 24th. March 22, when Xavier's in town. The X-Man. Xavier McDaniel. Tennessee schedule. They got the Patroons in this weekend. Let's go back to the phones. Matt, what do you know about the, the, Albany, great, the Albany Patroons? They're the great Matt? Danes, Tone. No, they're the Albany and their football team. their football team made the, I guess, FCS semifinal this year. Oh, that's right. Jared Verse played at Albany. And they got... Blown out by South Dakota State, I believe. We recruited a player from Albany. Jared Verse played at Albany. Let's yes, go back to our correct. phones. I've been to Albany. Brian, you ever been to Albany? I no, I have never had the privilege. It's really beautiful up there. The I've been sort of close, but never in Albany. It's right near where the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame used to be. Hello and welcome into our next call. Good day, Sir Tony. There he is. How you doing? Hey, Greg, how you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Hey, uh, I was just calling about uh, Coach Patello. Yep. Nice interview you had there. And he's the man, but I was thinking as well, you were mentioning Caitlin Clark. How would you guys love, I know that I would love to see this. How would you guys love to see a game of horrors, Clark and Curry? Game of quarters? 
horse. Game of horse. I horse think. between whom? Horse. Caitlin Clark, Stephon Curry. Oh, I think that's, that's yeah. Curry and Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I think that would be, I think those are the two, I think those are the two that would really move the box office. If you put her out that. there, I'd absolutely go out of my way to watch that. I would, too. Yep. Shoot the ball anywhere you want to. And if she gets hot on the logo, she needs to yep. on the logo. <laughs> Dude, when you be- when you pull up and you rate, break your record shooting a ball from like the what we call the timeline just over midcourt, she shot that ball from like 28 feet. Unbelievable. I mean, you caught a lot of hoops. You ever seen anybody shoot the ball like that? Uh, no, sir. No. Never. Uh, that'd be negative. Man, woman, or child. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, come on now. It, you know what happens every so often, but she does it consistently, and there's nobody that does that. Correct. She shoots it and expects expects it to go in. Yeah. And the only thing I compare that to, Steph Curry's like that. You know, he is like that. Like the early days of the Splash Brothers, those guys would get it over midcourt, and they were in range. And the Thompson kid would... When those guys were young and they were first teamed together, they'd move that ball around, and those guys would shoot the ball 25, 26 feet. I mean, I, you know, it's a shame that the NBA regular season game, Greg, is so semi-competitive. Like, the, the All-Star game's non-competitive, and the regular season game, because they can't play super, super hard in an 83-game schedule. You just Your body, you just can't do that. Um, but that does not deny, when you go to an NBA arena, the amount of skill you see. And when you see a guy like that Curry dude shoot a basketball, I mean, my gosh. Unbelievable. But she's unreal, man. I love watching her. She's unbelievable. And she sees the floor. And by the way, let's say one other thing. Brian, did you see the comments? And, Greg, you follow the women's game. Did you guys see the comments from the head coach at South Carolina who she said, she would take with the number one pick in the uh, WNBA draft. She's caused like a little controversy. Have you guys seen this, Brian? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. She said Rakia Jackson. She said if, if I had a pick, she said I would take Rakia Jackson. She basically said she's like a one-man team out there. Wow. She said I would take her in a heartbeat. I'm not. She's. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I, you know. Don Staley's. Don Staley said said that. Yeah, Don Staley said my number one pick is Rakia Jackson. As opposed to some of her own players. Correct. Who are really good. Correct. Hey, let me ask y'all. Did you see, and I'll get to my call that I called about, but I I wanted to throw this in there because I saw this yesterday and it made my day. The 12-year-old kid that hit the four shots and got $25,000. Have you have you seen that video? I have, no, I have not. Where did that happen? It's on Twitter, and I'm not sure where it was, but he makes a layup, shoots a free throw, shoots a three-pointer, then runs back to half court and slings the basketball like throwing the baseball and swished it. It was unbelievable. And how much did he make for that? Twenty-five grand. Wow. Well, it wasn't the University of Tennessee, because at Tennessee, Danny White would have like hundred. Danny White would have given that kid a hundred-dollar gift certificate to their bookstore. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Danny. While you're making two million, somebody makes a half-court shot at Tennessee, they give him like fifty bucks and a free pizza. And you're charging gazillions just to get. Yeah. Come on, Danny. 
Up your game, Danny. Two seats to the next game. I mean, my gosh. But I yeah, have, uh, that's incredible. I got I got to look for that. So you see, this kid's twelve years old, and he baseball threw the basketball up from midcourt. I can imagine what that was like to see in person. I bet that was crazy. The fans went crazy. Oh, it would bring a big smile to you. Hey, I'll uh, when I get off the phone, yeah. I'll tweet it to you. I tweeted at me, and that way you'll be able to watch it. Hey, yeah, fantastic. But going back to baseball, you know, people. Always talk about a team so early in in the year, and you know you guys were talking earlier about the pitching staff. And Tennessee gets so many great players, so many great pitchers. I'm gonna tell you, there'll be somebody. I don't know if it'll take half of the year or less than half of the year, or might take three quarters of the year. There'll be somebody stepping in, maybe one or two guys that will hit it right on the head and they'll surprise the coaches. They didn't expect that from this guy. So look for that to happen with the Tennessee squad. And also, you know, you got to remember they've only played three games. All the players are going to get better as they go, even though pitching is always highlighted in each game. They also get zoned in. Better and better as they pitch more, as they throw in practice. So it's all going to come together. It's all going to get 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 real uh, a lot better than than you know what we saw in the first three games. Well, Bino had and Greg, thank you. Bino had a great message for me yesterday about the Burke kid, which is new season wipe slate clean. New season, small sample size, wipe the slate clean. Is he right, Matt? Or is he right to an extent? Which one? No, I, I think he's right. It's, it, it is kind of a new year. You got, you know, put him in different spots in the lineup. Uh, I, I did, I was a little disappointed that he, he kind of struggled out of the gate, but I, I'm not ready to, to, to want to make any, any mass changes or anything. I just think it's a guy to, kind of been the focus of the other team's scout for much of last year. Um, and now I think this year he's got more protection around him. So I'm, I, I still think he's in for a, a really big year. Fab Five Freddy had a great point about him, too. If you've got four or five other guys that really hit, you can almost afford to keep a guy like him in your lineup, especially he's playing a pretty good first base. And at times he's going to win games for you. Even if he doesn't hit for a high average. I mean, you don't get to Omaha without that, without him hitting you there. He hit that, hit that ball that hit the church. Now, the rest of the time, he had some r- kind of brutal at bats. I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, he, he followed that one up with hitting a line drive off the wall that got about three inches off the ground. 865-200-5402. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. Let's go back to our TLD Logistics phone lines on a really beautiful East Tennessee day. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Hey, Tony. It's Dane. How's it going? Hey, Dane. Appreciate you calling, man, on a slow call day. Get you right up, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, I know you guys are just briefly talking about it with the baseball team. Yeah. Uh, kind of follow up on Burke. Um, I don't think that it's somebody we need to be getting out of the lineup anytime soon. Uh 
if you look at it prior to the SEC play, he was one of our better hitters last year. Yep. Uh, given, given you could say midweek, mid-conference, lesser opponents, but, I mean, even as a freshman, SEC play, he was still pretty electric. Uh, I guess the question I have on that is, if he, if you do decide to make a change there, which I don't kind of want, who do you think or who have you heard might be a uh, position to fill in the first base void? Tony mentioned it earlier. They're going to let that Villeneuve guy play some there because you never know somebody gets hurt or whatever. You, you need you, you just need to have other people play different positions. His bat uh, and his reputation coming in, and he did nothing over the weekend to suggest to me that he wouldn't be able to handle that if given the opportunity. Um, any other candidates, Matt, there that you that you look at and pop out to you as potential first baseman if it ever came to that? Uh, maybe D- Dalton Bargo could probably play there. That's another good one. Yeah. Um, Sears has played there, but I think he's been focused on the outfield this all off season. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Peebles or Amick could slide over there or not. Um, you think Matt? When our fans get a look at this, this uh, Cavaris Tears guy and his physical prowess. I mean, that is one big human being, Matt Dixon. That guy is ripped. Do you see his quads the other day? Ripped. Mm, I, it actually looks like he might have kind of slimmed down a little bit wow and i'll maybe just become more more just defined he is ripped and he's got he's got he might have more raw power than blake burke does um i think they're kind of similar hitters uh but no i mean you saw that one he hit against baylor so no hopefully he can lock down that that right field spot at least against right-handed pitching hey dane you're one of my hoops guys too where are you on that number tonight I think it's 13. If you were playing that, what would you play, Dane? See, I don't like laying a big number like that. I agree. I agree. Uh, I will say the two times that I have laid it this season, I've lost both. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it, but I don't see. I don't even see Missouri at home keeping it very close. I think it's probably going to be around the 10 to 12 range. I could be wrong, but I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to mess with it. It's a $2 get-in, Dane, the, uh, if you get in your car right now. Go get you some value. $2 get-in, guys, for major college basketball. If Connect could promise me a 44-point performance, I might make the trip. But yeah, if we told people that Connect, and this is a game because they don't defend at all, and they play for steals, this is a game Connect. We keep saying that, and he keeps kind of laying back. And then they pulled him off the floor the other night with 13 minutes left in the game, which is, by the way, a very smart thing to do. And get your freshmen some playing time, but um, one of these days he's got what six opportunities left, guys? Is that right? We have six regular season games left. What's the numbers? It is yes, six. The six, six. One of these days he's going to get forty before he walks out of here. So if the opportunities are dwindling, maybe he goes off tonight. By the way, the uh, line I look at is eleven and a half. So oh, so people are know, betting it down. I don't know if that changes your mind about betting it. There you go, eleven and a half. Hey, Tony. Quick question for you about yeah. the uh, pulling him early the other night. Yeah, I don't know if it's with Estrella not being able to play, but I don't, I don't understand why Adu was in there that late. Uh, I know he went to the floor and it, it didn't end up getting hurt, but in a thirty or forty point game, what's I don't understand why a Walker wasn't in there. You don't put Jefferson in there or even one of your walk ons. Uh, 
don't know if they was going for his weekly average, trying to get SEC Player of the Week or what, but that didn't make any sense to me. It's kind of frustrated me. Frustrated uh, I 1,000% echo that, especially a guy like him with his history. Um, I 55,000% agree with that. They've been a lot better this year about dispersing uh, minutes. Obviously, you, you talked about the Estrella deal, and again, that's a guy talking to people behind the scenes. They they don't like him. They love him. They th- Barnes thinks that's going to be the best um, big man he's had since he's been in Knoxville. He really does. He thinks that kid will walk out of here the most accomplished. Uh, they think he's a future NBA player. Now, we'll see that come to pass, and they're pretty good at developing those guys. Um, Adu is interesting, him being in the game. You talked about Jefferson, Dane. Jefferson is so buried in his doghouse, and I mentioned this in the blog the other day over at tclub.team that we don't even hear people ask about him on the postgame show anymore. It's just understood. He's the one fly we all fly guy, and then he sits over there, and, and I'll give him credit. He sits over there and cheers for his teammates, but he's not getting in a basketball game for whatever reason. It just shocked me the other night when he brought in multiple walk-ons and he's still sitting on the bench. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean I understand he's being the doghouse, but at the end of the day, I mean, unless he wants him gone, and that's what his goal was at the end of the year, I mean, I don't see the – I mean, especially a game like that, what's the harm of letting your most athletic guy out there and get some minutes in and see if he can do anything to pressure. At media day, Dane, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt Dixon, because I don't want to speak out of turn here. Did he not say about him, about the Jefferson kid, this kid's not serious about basketball? He's just not serious. I think when media day happened, he was. They said he was suspended from the team. At that That's time. exactly what happened, and he, and and the reason was he said he's just not serious about it. So he said he's either going to get serious or he's going to get gone. And I think he's some. I think he's somewhere in between. Because one thing about Barnes's doghouse, very few guys go in and get out. You can have a long sentence in Barnes's doghouse when you get there, Dane. Yeah, I remember a few years back when. Uh... Chandler was in it for a while, and he had him on the bench, especially late in that Texas game. I know he was struggling back then, but it took him a while to get out of it. And I give it to a different player than Jefferson, but yeah. he's uh, he's not a uh, forgiving old man. A lot Th- of times it seems to be that way. Thank you, Dane. Good talking to you. I uh, yeah, I I just I was telling people last year, people were like, "Well, the Jefferson guy, you know, he's got," and I was like, "Don't, don't, don't make those plans. You're not going to see him." Conversely. The car kid, you're going to see a bunch of him next year. They love him. His problem is conditioning, or he'd be playing right now. But in the system they play in as hard as you have to play on defense and as gassed out as that kid gets, um, if you put him in a competitive game, I'm not sure how long he – I'm not trying to be funny here, but it, it takes a while to get to the condition you got to be in to play basketball for rick barnes not major college basketball but basketball for rick barnes that's a different animal what they ask other people and i know some would say well well come on you that can't be i'm telling you that's a completely different animal than what you're used to seeing back to our phones we go so we get our next call in tld logistics phone lines by the way garza law tennessee basketball overtime will be taking your calls as soon as tennessee and mizzou as soon as that one mercifully goes final tonight. Hello and welcome in. Tony, what's up? It's Goldberg. Hey, Goldie. How you doing, bud? 
good. I just here in town today, and uh, just uh, with the uh, influx of this villain the wave guy, I'm going to tell my my Tony story here. All right. Now I want to. Then I want to give uh, give Bandy a good rip job on the way out. Hit it. Um. So it's it's the one time I, I picked him up from the airport. It's probably I don't know three or four years ago, somewhere along those lines. <clears throat> I just had an Uber trip, and I was just tripped out because I was like, A, I'm picking up Tony Botello. B, why is Tony Botello taking an Uber X from the airport <laughs> back to campus? I don't know if I told this story. I'm probably sure I have. Is, is Uber X the cheap one or the expensive one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Tony, what is wrong with you? Tony, you make a million dollars? You're taking Uber X and you're logging in on your friend's account? Tony Falls, you cheapskate. Good night, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, and and it's just like it's just crazy because of this the whole Bill and the Wave guy that's come here and everything. Anyway, so I pick him up. He, you know, just his, his usual self. We're sitting there just talking it up, hamming it up, and uh, on the way up there, so I was asking him where he was coming in from, and he's like Canada. I like Canada. What are you doing in Canada? He said, he said, well, I went up there because of J.P. Aaron Sebia. J.P. Aaron Sebia said, I, there was some guy I just had to go up there and I had to go up there and check out. And he said, needless to say, I don't think I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, go off of J.P. Aaron Sebia's scout anymore. <laughs> Evidently, that <laughs> was, it wasn't him. No, it wasn't him. No, I think they got this, hey, Matt, they got that kid out of a junior college, didn't they? Isn't that where that kid comes from? Yeah, he's from one of those junior colleges. And ta- I actually think he played with Cal Stark like two years ago at whatever junior college it is. That is a funny story, though, because I could just hear Tony honestly looking at you and sharing that with you. Boy, that's the last oh, yeah. time Aaron Sebia. That's the last time I'll take his word for something. I could just <laughs> hear him. That's great. Oh, my gosh, man. So, I just, I mean, so I just want to kind of rip Vanderbilt at the same time and saying, like, how in the world do they have that team that's down there, supposedly? And they played in front of not even family and friends. I think that was just people that stumbled upon the stadium. I saw the picture of that place. There must have been, there might have been 100 people in that stadium. And then just see them get beat. I mean, it's just one of the greatest things in the world with the Vandy boys. Um, so, uh, so Vanderbilt even got ripped and uh, got beat in their sport mat that they care about over the weekend while we were tearing their kingdom down in hoops. Are they good at anything? Billy Derrick? I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, that's what I was wanting you to do, go on there. with. Uh, and Can I ask Plaster that today? How, how did their baseball team end up faring over the weekend when it was all said and done? I think they won two out of three, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Well, that's bad news. Yeah, they had well, they had to come back in the ninth to win the their season they opener. Walk off on one of them. What? Yeah, walk off. What? Yeah. They opened with a scrubbini team, though, huh? Yeah. Also, that game was kind of. I think the Friday game was pushed back due to rain or pushed up due to rain coming in, and it, it was, was kind of rainy up, and cold, that so that could have had something to do with the low attendance, maybe. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. The one Quit that I making excuses for him, Brian. 
It was it was uh Brian Ross took a picture of the stadium when he was out there. I guess he was down there for the Lady Balls game and it was just uh it, I mean there's never been a time when Botello's been here and, and that program's been the way it is over there and that state and our stadiums look like that even in the early days. Uh, it's something about it, it is just uh you know the weird thing was when we played down there a couple years ago and we were supposed to have this incredible environment. All the seats behind home plate <clears throat> were left empty. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. And do you know why that is? What what it was explained to me from somebody that knows their culture? I meant to ask Plaster about that. Apparently, the same people that live out of the area get the season tickets every year. They live in the Northeast. They live in the Midwest. They're like multimillionaire type folks. And they don't put them on the aftermarket to resell they simply let them go unused, and they'll come to like two series a year, and those tickets sit unused at Vanderbilt. That's crazy. Is that strange or what, man? Why would someone with a lot of money want to invest in Vanderbilt baseball? Because they have a, that doesn't even live locally. Because they want to lives- Because when they come, they want to sit in the best seats. And and what do you, what do you guys think those tickets cost down low at Vanderbilt, Matt? Season ticket for a year, a couple grand. <laughs> I mean, what can they cost? Two or three grand, three or four grand? That's nothing to those I, people. Oh, easy. Yeah, it's not easy. That's nothing. To was the Vandy Whistler? Was the Vandy Whistler there over the weekend? Yeah. Did you see him, Goldie? The Vandy Whistler? No, I didn't. I didn't tune in. I just saw a picture. Oh, if you picked him up, Goldie, would you give him a ride to the ballpark? The Vandy Whistler? <laughs> uh, well, I'm. You know, I'm an equal opportunity rider. I'll take anybody's money. Interesting. Just wouldn't. Just wouldn't. Wouldn't expect a tip. I might give him a tip, but, you know. You better say yes. Did my boy Vitalo give you a tip? I don't remember. It's been a long time. I'm sure he did. Tony, you don't remember. He should have dropped a 100 on you. He's making a million dollars. Well, that was before. He was just making, you know, just making tea. Oh, uh, living wage. That was, that was back when yeah, he was yeah, making, like, a, just a quarter mil. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I think 350 I'm actually kidding. Tony really helps. <laughs> A lot of people. A lot of people. I'm 40, not against him. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. See you guys. So college football's playoff is going to shake as follows. Matt, you fill in the blanks for me here because you're into this. The 12-team field in college football is going to be comprised of the five highest-ranked conference champions and the next seven highest-ranked teams. The board of managers of the college football playoff confirmed today. Kirk Bowles reporting that. And what does that mean, guys, in plain English? What does that mean? I'm looking for smarter minds than me to explain that. Does that mean Liberty gets in, Matt, or no? Uh, more than likely, yeah, Liberty's getting in. So what's the fifth conference they're taking That's the point. The champion from? That's the question. I was going to ask you guys. I mean, it's the top group of five teams. That's pretty much what that means. So we have seven spots that we're going to – you got to account for Notre Dame in that. Notre Dame is not eligible for a bye because they're not in a league. Am I reading that properly? Yes, that's correct. How, how long is Notre Dame going to exist under those conditions in college football? If they go out and have a, a 12-0 and year, which I don't know that they will. I mean, they're not your – they're not your father's Notre Dame anymore, but there's no reason they couldn't do that. 
And for how long will these power leagues, how long were they going to give Notre Dame a seat at the table when they're not a member of a conference? Won't they force them, if they don't play them, won't they force them into joining a league? If you were Notre um, Dame, what, what league would you guys join? Brian, what would you do if you were them? If, if I'm Notre Dame, I think I would probably join the ACC because I think that would be an easier path to get a get to a get in a championship to win a championship. I agree with that. I mean, they're already in. I mean, they're in the ACC and everything but football, and they play like four or five ACC teams a year. Now, so that makes geographically, the sense. yeah, it doesn't make as much sense geographically because they're close to Michigan and a lot of the Big Ten schools. But I mean, Louisville's not too far, so I guess you could almost stretch it in that at that. Just to, just to that measure. But I, I think the ACC is what I, – I don't understand why the ACC puts up with them being partial members but not for football. For the record, people think I'm uh, dragging T. I'm not. I'm just having fun with them. So don't uh, – don't, don't. Tony's good to us, and he's, he's good to a lot of people in our area, uh, all kidding aside. We'll come back. And, Peggy, I love you. You know that, Peggy. When you're a member of our family, we have fun with you on here. It's part of the part of the game. As we continue on the other side, we'll roll it back and come back and get a full bank of calls as we continue after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915-Columbia and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the -the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com slash heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM, 101.7 FM. 
Debbie Matthews, realtor, and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard, and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So we have a few to play here as we welcome you back, and we'll get some calls in. Here's a question for you, and then we'll head to our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. I said I wasn't going to do, but I always do. It's nice outside, and I'm going to be on the air today. Plus, I'm doing some radio this afternoon, some other duties that I have uh, later on uh but we'll be on with you on Garza Law Tennessee Basketball Overtime tonight at tclub.team. Check it out. Or find us over at Twitter Spaces or find the Tony Basilio Show over on Fakebook or make the switch to Twitch. So the new seven, we were talking about the 5-7 playoff format, which means they're giving the group of five teams a slot with the four power leagues. And so then the question becomes, every fan in America asks themselves this, when they're competing near the top of the sport. And certainly at the University of Tennessee, that's our expectation. I don't expect to win national championships here. Every once in a while, you will in football, as we've seen. But I do expect to be a contender for the playoffs. The question is this, Matt, and then Brian, and then we'll go to the phones. If it's a 5-7 format, how often should you contend for a playoff? And then how often should you make it, Matt? Let's go over a 10-year uh a ten-year interval. Uh, I, I think you should be competing for it more years than not. So six or seven out of ten. Okay. And then I probably should. I I think a nice goal would be to make it three out of every ten years. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Contend seventy percent of the time. Get there thirty-five to forty percent would be my number. Brian, what do you think? I'll say contend 80% and make it 30 to 40%. Yeah, we were talking off the air that Josh Heupel's, or maybe we were talking on the air, I don't know, but Josh Heupel's floor right now at Tennessee is 8-4. and four. I mean, when you look at the NIL era, you look at the way these teams are structured. You look at, what they go with Joe Milton last year, which is a total tween of the year. Yeah. Nine and four, eight and four. Eight and four with a with a. Well, I mean, no offense to Joe Milton, but they're not going to have a quarterback that looks like that for a long time. No offense to him, I'm not knocking him. 
I'm just kind of calling it like we see it here. So then the question becomes, you know, what what are your expectations now? The five seven format was adopted today. Of the five, one goes to um, one of the group of five leagues because we can't be honest about what we're doing, and that makes it harder for a team like a Tennessee to get to a playoff. That's a very valuable slot right there. Because in some of the years where the Vols get left out, they're going to be right on that cut line. And that's going to be a very annoying thing, the the, uh, the the group of five getting in. And really, it's to me, it's nonsensical because they're pretending that they're playing the same sport. And they're not playing the same sport. They're going to be cannon fodder in a playoff. And I love... Jamie Chowell, Liberty, is a great story. He's a great story. I'm for him, not against him. But, I mean, let's get real. Liberty playing in a playoff uh, against uh, team number five in team number five's building, they're going to get the absolute hell beat out of them. But we're going to do it because I don't know why. Why are we doing that? I, I don't understand why we're doing that. It's two different games. But we'll go to the phones. 865-200-5402 if you want to join us. So the question is, in 10 years, Tennessee should make a playoff what? Matt said, what would you say, Matt, 40, 30 to 40? Three, yeah, three out of every 10 years. Which I would think people think that's kind of low. Three out of 10, whoa. But that's one every three years, basically. Which, you know. Some of some will think they should make it half the time. Sure, they will. And I won't. I won't argue. I won't really argue. With I'm that. not going to argue with anything anybody has to say, unless you tell me they, they should make it 80 percent of the time. Then I'll tell you you're dreaming. But let's go back to the phones. Get our next call in. But three, you know, three's a fair ask. I think. Hello and welcome into our next call uh, on your Tuesday edition Tony Basilio show. You're on the air. Hi. How are my French compatriots doing today? W. I'm fired up, Tony. We're going to the porch today. I'll have a full report tomorrow. Oh, it's a great day for the porch, too. What's the high today? Like 50-something, 50 56? 58. Oh, yeah. Bundle up. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have the flag, the coonskin hat. I'm fired up, focused, and prepared. Is that so, – uh, uh, will we see them on ESPN Plus tonight? Is tonight's game on ESPN Plus? Ewan's? That's a good question. It's SEC Network Plus. Yeah, they're all no, same on, thing. They're all on that SEC Network Plus. Beautiful. Okay, so you know, it. I can't wait. We're our plan is at the end of the baseball game, we're going straight to watch the basketball game. Boom. Too, so boom. There's a couple of things going on this today, but uh, yeah, I'm after hearing Tony Vitello, I was ready to just get in the car and head right now. You know, to the to the porch, but. Uh, the gates aren't open yet, so uh, it's, uh, oh, it's going to be fun, Tony. I just, I just wish we were starting baseball season March first, and it went a little bit further into the summer. That's Chris Burke's idea. Chris Burke would love to see it be played into July, and I kind of think yeah. that's an accurate and fair ask. Um, around the COVID time, they had a chance to readjust their schedule and thought about it. I think Tony's an advocate too of a later start. I agree with that. You wait a couple weeks, and and then you really, in your really beautiful weather here, you really get to enjoy all your SEC stuff. And I think uh, June and July, I think all the universities ought to create like a mini semester where you can take one or two classes. 
And, you know, it, it's not that big That's of a loss. It's summer school. Yeah, that already happens, WLN. Summer school's already going on. I, yeah, but it just seems like it's not... It's not part of the plan when they look at the school calendar. Well, the kid that's because, especially in baseball, it's because those kids are all playing in the wooden bat leagues, like the ones that the great Chris Allen uh, has uh, started recently up there, which has been very fruitful uh, for Tennessee and Upper East Tennessee. But these wooden bat leagues are where these kids go in the summer to get their experience, which, uh, and W. Lynn, stay right there, but wouldn't be necessary if you lengthened your baseball season and played baseball during the spring which is his point instead of winter which is what we're doing now but whatever whatever to the radio listener i love you we're out of time we'll continue our conversation at tld logistics overdrive overtime remember garza law tennessee basketball overtime after tonight's game check us out over at tclub.team with a free blog every day we love you god bless this is big lou maddox and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle tennessee wkom 101.7 fm columbia